firstly, Sam, can I just ask um, what it's been like, all the preparations for this, how you found it all? You mean like the training or, or being in the hotel? Being in the hotel and the whole sort of um, process of being tested, etc. Yeah, it's been it's been hard, mate. We've had to sit in the room. You know, obviously the first day we had the test, so we had to sit in the room and, and you know, quarantine until the test comes back, you know, which has been weird. Um Especially the week of the fight, you do stuff. You, you know, you try, you, you know, you picking, picking bits of weight off, and and so on and so forth. But it's been hard, but it, it, it's doable. It's, you know, it it uh, it's doable. And what are you like? Are you good? Are you a patient person, or do you find it difficult being just stuck in a room? Ah, oh, nah. I I love my own. Um, I love my own. You know, being on my own and my own company. I'm all about that. You know, so you know, I've come out of a house with three kids. Um, so just to be able to sit in the whole tower room and chill out is perfect for me. Just more generally then, how's your training been going for this fight? Yeah, it's gone well. Like I said, I train through quarantine lockdown. Um, you know, I've got, I've got the garage, you know, I've got the bag. Then we do my running sprints, so on and so forth. Um, and as soon as quarantine, you know, eased off a bit, you know, straight back in the gym, we had a lot of um, sparring lined up. Um, yeah, it's all gone well. It's all gone well. And have you had a chance really to look at uh, what it's going to look like on the fight night for you in terms of fighting in a pretty different venue from those you're used to? Nah, um, I've just been following, you know, Eddie Hearn's socials more than anything. Um, matchroom socials, I've been seeing them, you know, build it up. You know, uh, the ring walk, changing rooms, the ring. Um, yeah, I've just been watching all the socials and, and seeing how it's going really. Yeah, but it looks great. Talking to some of the other fighters who've been in these first behind closed doors events, they said that all the build-up might feel a bit odd, the ring walk, etc. But once you're in the ring, yeah. you almost forget about everything outside. Yeah, I think it's um, you know a lot of people say it, but you, you get that tunnel vision. You know what everyone talks about. Um, the ring walk will be a bit eerie. You know there'll be strobe lights and um, you know I suppose a bit of smoke. Uh, your music will be, be on, but no one will be there. It'll just be it'll just be you. So it will be a bit odd. But I think as soon as you get in the ring, you like I say, turn over your you fight in. Um, yeah. So yeah. And how confident are you about this fight? I'm confident, probably. Yeah, um, you know, they sent me a list of opponents that I could have picked out. I would pick Ted. You know, so I, I'm confident. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, camp's going great. So. Yeah, everything's gone well, so I am I'm confident. You've seen all the highs and lows of boxing during your career. Has that made you a more rounded fighter that you can, you know, cope with everything that's thrown at you? I think so. I mean, you know, ups and downs are ups and downs. I mean, you know, not everyone's going to, you know, get in the ring, you know, and be a mayor. Like I just said, you know, you don't get in the ring and not get here for 12 rounds and win every fight, you know. It's not going to happen for everyone, you know, and it definitely happened for me. So, you know, it's a, it all, all, all turns out for a good book at the end, on I suppose. One last one from me then. Uh, do you still have big ambitions or is it now more about being the provider for your family? You talked about the fact you've got three kids. Uh, no, look, it's always been about providing for the family. Um, all this, all the titles and, you know, all the, all the big, the big nights, that's just been a snowball of, of, of what I've 
of what the first plan was. It was always a plan to, to provide that. That was it. Um, so that never that that, that never stops. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've got big plans. I, you know, I want to at least you know I'd love to win a world title, but I definitely want to box for a world title before before it's over. Um, so yeah. Thanks very much, Sam. Appreciate it. Hi Sam, Charlie Parsons here, UK boxing correspondent for fighthype.com. Um, first thing I wanted to touch on to, uh, Cheeseman with arguably, well I mean not arguably, the worst year of his career in 2019. Yeah. Um, we see a lot of people talking about him maybe not having the confidence yeah. um, going into these fights, obviously with the two losses and the draw. Do you think that's maybe something you'll be able to capitalise upon? I don't think so, pal. I mean, I've been that person, you know what I mean? I've come off the losses, you know. I've had people tell me, you know, you're probably not confident enough, so on and so forth. And then I've gone out and done a good job. So I take nothing off that. The losses, confidence, you know, it it means nothing to me. Um, you know, you're training for the best Ted. Um, and the best Ted, I, I presume, will turn up. And, you know, I'll do a job on the best Ted. So. Yeah, of course. Um, he did say that um, you sort of stuck your chin out at 147 and you could take punches more then. He says if you keep your chin out at uh, 154 that you won't be able to take the punches that he gives out. How do you feel about that? I don't that? see where he's got that from. I mean, he's not a huge puncher in any, in any way. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see where, he, where, where he's got it all from. You know, it's a, it's a bit of, I just point which hoping himself up. Um, if he thinks he's gonna come in and clean me out, then you know he's sadly mistaken. But uh, you know whatever, whatever, whatever he thinks makes him feel better. Yeah, of course. Um, both of you have been in wars in the past. Um, maybe Ted probably has more of a, a thing for that, which he's kind of tried to dumb down a bit. If you see his fight with Fitzgerald, obviously he tried to work on the boxing a little bit more. Um, what Ted Cheeseman are you expecting when you get in the ring Saturday? Are you expecting that come forward aggressor or are you expecting yeah. someone to try to be a bit more stiff? The exact same Ted that fought Fitzgerald. Okay. There's no chance he's going to come and try and um, overpower me or or stop me. It's just, you know, that, that's, that's not clever. You know, that'll be meat and drink for me all day long. So um, he's going to try and box and move and pick, pick as, as many rounds up as he can. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm expecting. Brilliant, thank you, Sam. Can I just get a final sort of prediction for Saturday night? I think it'll roll late, but I think I'll get him out before the twelfth hour. Brilliant, top man, thank you. Hi, Sam. This is Danny from Seconds Out. How you doing? Good, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Um, bit of an obvious question, but you mentioned that you picked Ted Cheeseman from a list of potential opponents. Yeah. Who else was on the list? There was a few there. There was a few at one fifty-four. There was. From right, I think there was a couple at one four seven. Um, you know, the likes of Ted, there was Ted. Um, I think Fowler was on there. Um, Conway was on there. Um, and at one four seven, there was a few, a few other names. Ben was on there um, at one four seven. Um, so there was a few names, there was a few, but you know, I would pick Ted. What what made you pick Ted from that list? Because it seems like you're the man who gets to choose. Everyone wants a piece. Um, I think what it was, I mean, there was all good kids on there. You know, they're all quality. Fowler's obviously quality. Um, Conway's obviously, you know, building way up. And he's, he's a good kid. Um, but none of them had won the British title. You know, to get a defence against someone who had been a British champion more than anything. 
um, I think that's why we picked Ted. It, it meant the most, do you know what I mean? I understand the others might be, you know, Conway's unbeaten. No, he's not unbeaten, but he ain't won nothing that's that, that that's going to, you know, of, of, of note, do you know what I mean? Um, Fowler ain't won the British yet. Um, Ted has, and that's why we picked him. And at 147, it just needed to be a bigger opportunity. You know, to make 147 again, I really need a big opportunity. You know, I'm not going to make that for, you know, a small, a, a small fight. And a lot of people are characterising this fight as someone who can adapt in Cheeseman, presumably because they've watched his last fight against Fitzgerald, as someone who fights more or less in the same way a lot in yourself. Is that unfair, do you think? Is there a chance on Saturday night we'll see you up on your toes using your range? You'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's, 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 it's all fair to say, you know, Ted's can adapt and, and box. But he did adapt and box and he lost that fight. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? It, 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 he boxed for five, four or five rounds and it all went tipped up. So, um, it's fair to say he can box, but how long can he box for? We don't know. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see on the night. Brilliant. Best of luck and appreciate it. Appreciate it, sir. I think Michelle, if you want to jump in. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hi, how are you? How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you. You're all right, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Um, I just really was curious, like, in terms of preparation for this fight, like, wh in what ways was it? I mean, obviously, it was very different yeah. um, with COVID and whatnot, but can you tell me a bit about maybe some of the challenges that you faced? Um, like I say, in, in quarantine, you know, I think every boxer's got the bag hanging up in the back garden. Um, every boxer can run. Um, so in quarantine, I've done the bag work, I've done the sprints, I've done the running. You know, my strength and condition has sent me all back you know, um, small things to do, um, circuits to do, and, and so on. Um, but as soon as, you know, quarantine was eased up a, a bit and we, and we were allowed in the gym, I had a lot of things set up, really, um, ready to go. So, so yeah, um, everything's gone well, if I'm honest. You've mentioned that this is your last shot, but you're only 26 years old. Yeah. Are you really considering retirement if you don't win? I wouldn't say... I suppose it's hard to say, you know, I understand I'm 26, but that's just, that's just, I know two of the losses were prize fighter, so, you know, it, it depends on how, how you want to score it, but um, there's six losses there, it doesn't look great, you know, so you have to, you have to wait and see how, how it works out, but you know, I'm fully confident of getting a win the weekend, so it's not mm -hmm. something that I'm debating at the moment. Um. Ted had said that if the lockdowns didn't happen, that he didn't think that the fight between the two of you would be happening. Do you also agree with that? I agree with that. I mean, um, not being, you know, like I say, I always say, you know, you know, people like Ted Cheeseman, Fowler, you know, Conway, um, Fitzgerald, these, these, are, these are fighting out for the British title. You know, I, I went over to Italy and I got a, I got a good ranking, so... September, so I'm thinking. I think if if it weren't for lockdown and, and COVID, I'd be pushing the international route and, and trying to pick up, um, you know, make my way up the IBF rankings in in a sense. So I don't think this fight would have happened. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. COVID's happened, and you know, everyone needs to work. Right. And lastly, I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are. It's a bit off topic, but uh, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. What do you think of that exhibition fight? <sighs> 
I don't know. I mean, it's hard <laughs> not to be excited, but you know, it, you have to. I mean, I think really Roy Jones Jr. is in a bit of a better place. I've saw a few interviews on, on Tyson, and when he's talking about his, the old, his old self, you know, he's crying and he's shaking, and so I, I don't think it can be good for Tyson. I mean, if he turns back into the guy he was, then you know, it's only going to go one way, and, that, and that's downhill. But you have to see how he, how he takes to it. But um, you can you can only be excited to watch Tyson fight again, I suppose. Who do you think wins that? Um. It's hard to say after you know Tyson's been out for a while. I know he looks in great shape in the pads, but you know a lot of people look great on the pads. But um, but Tyson's Tyson, and so um, I think Tyson wins. I think he puts him out, um, especially after Roy Jones Jr.'s last fight. We saw Enzo Macronelli put out um, put Roy Jones out, so I think Tyson mm-hmm. catches him. You know, it's the last thing he loses your power. So so I think if he catches him, I think it's nice. All right, well, thank you for your time. I wish you all the best. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. This is Kuben Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're at Matchroom Fight Camp Week 1. I'm joined by Mr. Reese Bellotti and also over here, socially distanced, Jimmy Mac Jr. How you doing, Kuben? All good, all good. Um, yeah, press conference today. Probably never in a setting that you've had it with virtually no media here and kind of even Eddie's setup of having the fights come on one after the other. But yeah. Yeah, we're just rolling with the punches, Rhys. Yeah, it's mad. Good experience. Just like you say, you take it as it comes. It is what it is in the situation we're in. And we deal with it. On paper, the fight between you and Jordan Gill is... I mean, it's almost like one two, as they say. It is what it is. It's, mm. it's earmarked to be a great fight. What can we expect to see on Saturday? Uh, like you say, you're going you're gonna to see a great fight. Uh, I know it's expected, and that's what we expect it to be, and that's what we're going to make it. So when the name was first mentioned to you about Jordan Gill, what was your kind of initial thought process around it? Uh, great fighter and a great fight to get me back to where I want to be. Mm. So it was a straight away we said, yeah. I'll bring in uh, Jim here, all the way here. That's it, mate. All the way over here. All the way here. So, yeah, Jimmy, um, that's an interesting kind of test for both of these fighters, but um, what sort of Jordan Gill, he obviously experienced his first loss not too long ago, um, but... What kind of Jordan Gill will you expect to see in the ring? Um, I'm expecting Jordan Gill to be the best version of himself. But I think it's going to be interesting to see, since he boxed Tonoko, and he, he come back and uh, had a six-rounder in Italy. And I know he's he had a, an illness or something. So this is, this is his sort of first proper test since coming back from not only his defeat, but you know his, his, his health issues as well. So it's going to be a, a testing, time, testing time for him. Mm. Reese, obviously your career um, after kind of a great kind of start, it's been a little bit up and down. But is it a case of now getting back on track, getting wins under your belt, and getting yourself back in the mix? Yeah, hundred percent. Sort of get back on that horse and, and 
put in a good performance and get the win I need against Jordan to move on to bigger and better things again. When Eddie Hearn was talking about kind of almost like the puncher versus the boxer analogy, um, is that an accurate way of how the fight's going to go? Because people obviously know about how hard you punch. Uh, I can see why people are thinking that way, uh, but there's obviously more to me than just that, and hopefully that comes out a little bit on Saturday night, but I can understand why people are going that way. Bit of a backhanded compliment sometimes when people refer to you as kind of the punch, because the boxer always likes to come out and say, well, actually, yeah, I can punch, but I can box as well. But course, yeah. it's like, it is a compliment as such because they're talking about your power, but fighters like Reese, there's a lot more to his game, Jim. Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, both boys, they've both been Commonwealth champions and you don't get to that level if you can only just box without having a bit of power or only have power but don't have a little bit of boxing ability. You wouldn't get to them levels and win Commonwealth titles, domestic titles, if you never had both of them to your game. So... It's a, it's a fight on paper that was always going to happen. It's always been sort of spoke about. And I think for, for Fight Camp, it's, it's one of the best fights on, on the roster. Mm, I agree with that. Now, great setup here in the Fight Camp. Obviously, the first day was a bit weird with everyone having to wait in their rooms, etc. Still with the result come back. Um, he's obviously spent a few quid here, Jim, hasn't he, Eddie? Do you know what? As I walked in this room a minute ago, I said, it just looks wicked. And we can't. We were talking earlier about it. We can't really uh, fault how we've been looked after. Like You ring up from your room, the food comes. Not ideal for the boys making weight because on, on the menus and that, it's all like burgers and chips and pizzas and pastas. So I've, I've been all right. But um, no, I can't, I can't fault it. Everything's been professionally done. And um, it's really good to be here. As I said, like it's, this is the bubble. Asking Eddie Earn about this earlier, and he said it could, could have cost somewhere in the region of a million pounds to put the actual thing together, like the initial expense cost. Yeah. Hope I haven't quoted that wrong, but it's a, it's a fair <laughs> whack of dough, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of dough. Then just score it. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> you can kind of see it. Like, the whole setup is pretty cool. It's pretty professional. It's done really well. Like James just said, there, it's not the best of people making weight, but you just have to deal with it. It's one of them scenarios that we kind of knew about, and you just deal with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we've got the weigh-in tomorrow, so everything on point for that, Jim? Yeah, so literally when we go, we, we had a little shake-out earlier today. He's he's bang on it now anyway. We're checking his uh, weight before he goes to bed. And um, obviously again in the morning. And then, yeah, if we've got to do a little bit, then we'll do a little bit. But right now he's happy, his energy's good, and he's raring to go for Saturday night. I just want to point out this video is actually going out on Friday, so the weigh is actually later on today. The weigh already happened today, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. raring to go day. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's going out before the weigh so it's later on, in a, in a few hours. Now, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway, people get the gist of it anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, just final words for you. Yeah, we just, ex we just expect to see a war between you and Gil this week. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully it's an entertaining one for the fans and kick off fight camp with a bang and uh, a win in my, in my favour. Best of luck, Reese. Jimmy Mack, any Thanks closing you. words, mate? No, I'm just really looking forward to the fight on Saturday and I just think the styles are going to blend, so don't miss it. Don't miss it, absolutely. Uh, Jimmy Mack Jr. and also Reese Bellotti, thank you very much for all to TV. Best of luck on Saturday night. Thanks, thank you, mate. Top man.
I thought he was. I thought he boxed uh, very well. He was very controlled. Um, you know, he never. He never. Uh, for, he controlled the fight. It was simple as that. You know, it was at his pace. Um, he didn't allow Spellman to step it up. He just. Uh, he worked superbly behind his jab, um, mostly off the ropes. But he was in total control of the fight. He well won it, um, and got the rust, whatever you want to call it, out of his system. I thought. I thought it'd been. I thought uh, it would have been more competitive than that. You know, Spellman's very brave, but I felt that we would. It would have been more of a competitive fight. But you know, Lyndon did what he had to do, and he he, he came for it. Uh, as I say, absolutely in control. So now uh, we're in a position where. Uh, Anthony, I think he'll have a fight early September and then we'll get this on in October. It's a very enticing prospect, Frank, I must say. I think we all, David and everybody else here, would concur with that. How do you view that? How do I view it? It's a yeah. great fight. It's styles, and they say styles make fights, and those two guys have got... They've got, they've got two different styles. You know, uh, Anthony was just saying now, he's all about entertainment, <clears throat> which means he takes risk. You know, he goes out there... He's a massive puncher. Um, I mean, it's well documented. He's not had a lot of amateur experience, nowhere near the amount of experience that um, uh, that Lyndon's had. However, he's a quick learner, and uh, again, as you mentioned earlier, he was only a few seconds away from becoming world champion. Uh, it, it just didn't happen for him. But you learn from fights like that, and that was the level that I felt he looked very comfortable in. So now uh, you've got the two guys, you know, providing you know Anthony does have a fight and he comes through, you've got the two guys there. And I, I think it's be something special. You know, it won't be for us. No one's going to... I don't think that Lyndon will control that at his pace like he did yeah. there. And no more than I think he's going to sit around waiting for, for the bombs to explode on him from, uh, from Anthony. They're both big punchers, and I think it will be something special when they get in the ring. I would I mean, agree. Everybody talks about it. Everybody's looking forward to it. Absolutely, Frank. And who knows, it might even be... John Conti, Chris Finnegan level. You know, that, 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 that's potentially the kind of fight it is, isn't it? Well, look, you know, Anthony's proved he's at world level and for Lyndon, it gives him a chance to see whether he is world level. You know, he, he's, he's, you know he's stepping up in, to fight a guy who's shown how good he is against Kovalev and, you know, and what he's capable of doing. And he would have learnt from that fight. And Lyndon has, was very competent tonight. You know, Pat, you got in Pat Barrett a really good trainer who does a fantastic job with Lyndon. And with Tundi, he does a brilliant job with, with Anthony. So it's going to be a battle of wits with the trainers. But at the end of the day, when them two guys get in the ring, you know they're going to be 100% fit. You know, they both want it big time, which means for the fans, for the BT fans, it's going to be exciting. Thank you very much, Frank. And if I may say as well, Hey, Simon, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. You? Yeah, well, good. Just tell us, first of all, how much of a difference it's made to your career and, and your preparations moving up from cruiserweight to heavyweight? Yeah, it's made a big difference. You know, the obvious reasons why more energy, hydrated. It's a lot more focus, a lot more enjoyment, so it's played a big part, yeah. Is this, uh, a lot of people have said this and you might get tired of hearing it, but is this a make or break fight for you? It's kind of domestic level, but at heavyweight, a weight you're more comfortable at. You'll be expecting to win this fight. Yeah, I'm definitely expecting to win it. And uh, yeah, I would definitely say it's a make or break fight, yeah. 100%, I would say. Uh, 
win this fight and uh, there's going to be some good opportunities and good fights for me, which I'm looking forward to uh, getting involved in. Has it been frustrating for you at times going from the amateur background, great pedigree, competing against some of the top fighters in the world and performing really well in your own right, to going up against a lower level of opposition and maybe the adaptation to the programme's taken a bit longer than was anticipated? Yeah, it's definitely took longer than what I anticipated. I mean, I haven't put everything in the way for the back of the question. Yeah, it is frustrating knowing you're one of them journeymen. Uh, it might have sound professional, some fighters are different, but when you know you're fighting the German, to be honest with you, it's hard to get, it's hard to get out of bed and go for a run and be at the gym. Because you know <clears throat> you're supposed to win, you're going to win, and you can turn up 25 and you can still win. So that's what I've been doing, which is uh, very unprofessional, I know, but that's just how it's been. You said you haven't always put everything into it in the past. What was it that prompted the change? What's kind of flicked the switch so that you're now taking it dead seriously and you're, you're dedicated? Do you know the uh, Craig Glover fight when I lost to Craig Glover? Yeah. That was a massive, massive one. I haven't even watched that fight back because it was embarrassing, to be honest with you. Uh, and I haven't took fights seriously. I haven't took boxing really seriously for a long, long time, though, to be honest with you. I haven't won anything in boxing for a long time. And I've just been sort of, it's been, to be honest with you, it's been a bit of a hobby for me. You know, I've been doing boxing for a bit of a crack. But that uh, Craig Glover fight, it was embarrassing. And, you know, I had people tell me afterwards, just packing what you're playing at, blah, blah, blah. It was real showing up. So after that fight, I thought, right, I'm going to rather pack in or I'm going to uh, give it one last shot and show everyone how actually good I am. So I went for the later option. I got in, I got in touch with my uh, good friend, Paul Truscott, and he's uh, been training me since we've got four good wins and now we're going to get our fifth win and an English title. So, yeah, that's it. Former Commonwealth champion, I believe, Paul Truscott. Obviously, fight we all remember well, very entertaining in his day as well. What What's clicked between you guys? Why has it worked so well? Well, Paul, Paul Truscott was a... He was a very good friend of mine. Also, we went to the same amateur gym, South Bank, ABC, where I actually won my first uh, amateur title the ABS. And uh, Paul Truscott had a lot of input in that. You know, he's got a lot of boxing knowledge and... We're good friends away from the uh, away from the boxing ball. He uh, really tells me how it is in the gym and out the gym. And you know what I mean? He's really uh, he's doing it in a bit, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm sure he'll appreciate that. But, 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 but it's working, do you know what I mean? We've got four good wins. and We're in the best shape we've been in. We're going to get our fifth win. We're going to win the title. So, yeah. Brilliant. Well, appreciate it. And very best of luck, of course, for Saturday night. Thank you very much, man. Don't be shy, cause I, life won't bring you down too far. This is Coom Cassis for Eiffel TV in association with MTK Global. Um, it's fight day here at Fight Camp, week one, uh, joined by Gavin Gwynn. How's the week been for you, Gav? Um, 
not too bad. Resting all week, obviously in the room, like it's not not much to do. Like the like the first day was horrendous, just staying in the room. Like I'm I'm the type of person that can't sit down for five minutes in the house. I'm up and about and take the dog for a walk or take the boy out. Do you know what I mean? I can't. But I've quite enjoyed it. Just the rest, like it's no no training, just training once a day, just keeping the weight down. I've quite enjoyed the rest, really. It's been nice. It's interesting asking people. Um Especially the first day for everyone. I know this has been obviously repeated a lot, but the first day when you had your test and you had to be in your room for, I mean, I was in the room for 18 hours and I'm sure yeah. a lot of people were in that situation as well. But um, people like Ted Cheeseman were like, I love it because I'm, you know, away from everything. I'm just yeah. in my, you know, in my little bubble myself, yeah. etc. Yeah. But other people, it's drove them mad because they couldn't walk out the door and, you know, was in... Sounding like a paste. The paste. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like he's yeah. been in prison doing the, um, the what they call it, the, uh, the laps around the. He's actually doing it now. The laps around the yard, but the prison yard. It's like a, a 60 yard stretch. So he goes to one end, and then <laughs> he, he gets to one end, and he walks back in there. But he's yeah. been doing it for hours of a yeah. day. So, yeah. um, whatever to keep his mind obviously occupied. But um, yeah, so the week has been a, a little bit of a. Not a strange one, but it's been, you know, I'm sure it's been comfortable for everyone, but it's been a bit of a strange fight week environment yeah. for yourself that, yeah. you know, you wouldn't have experienced before. No, no, it's been, um, like, normally you can just go out and have a walk around the town, um, keep your mind occupied, but that's all you're doing is, that's all you're doing is thinking about the fight in the room, because it's no other thing to think of, really. So, it's, um, it's been hard, but um, I've enjoyed it, I just enjoyed the little bit of rest I get, because obviously we're a young and you don't get no rest in the house, so normally I come home from training, i got to take him out, keep him occupied, but uh, I've enjoyed it, yeah, I've enjoyed it, yeah, it's been good. Good to hear, good to hear. Uh, now, the press conference, uh, which was a couple of days ago now, um, Eddie Hearn referring to your opponent, James Tennyson, as the, the Irish Golovkin, which is quite a statement to make, but um, James is known for his punch power. Uh, how much of a concern is that to you? Yeah, it's a massive concern. Like I got, I I can't get caught in the early rounds with them with one of them shots. Like uh, I know he fought Craig Evans, and I know Craig well, and uh, he's a tough old cookie, and he dropped him in the first round. So he does carry power. Um, so I gotta I gotta try and get him into the later rounds, and uh, get him into my my uh, my sort of uh, territory where I like on the home straight. I'm like a 15 round fight. That 15 rounds it took me, like. Um, uh, yeah, that's why I need to get him into the later rounds and uh, put it on him a bit. Obviously, the, the high-profile fight of your career, which is still being talked about now, is the fight with Joe Caldina. But yeah. you know, it's that was kind of then, and this is kind of a, a new part of your career now. So yeah, that, that should be kind of to a certain degree left where yeah. it's at. And now yeah. this is this is the time now for you. Yeah, definitely. That that was a massive fight. Like I'm not even a matchroom fighter, and I've probably been on two of the biggest cards in the. In I don't know what was it like eight nine months is it? So I bet the matchroom fighters are telling Eddie what's what's the crack like how is it how am I getting the shots like but um yeah I got th this fight is a massive fight for me it's a it's a, a life changing opportunity for myself like it'll put me up in into the world rankings with a couple of governing bodies like um yeah it's gotta, I got to take it with both hands really. Mm. I mean, it's Tennyson obviously experienced wise he's. You know, obviously, uh, he's fought at a world level as well, yeah. uh, come up short, but um, he's been in there with some with some decent fighters as well. Yeah, like um, the likes of uh, Martin J. Ward. Yeah. 
Um, Ward had him down early, but uh, then he got the job done. I think it was six or six or seven round, was it? So, yeah, and he's a he's a really great fighter, Martin J. Ward. Like he's pushing on to world level, and um, obviously uh, uh, James has fought for a world title at super featherweight as well. But we all know he was drained at the weight. Uh, but he, we know that he can mix it with them type of kind of fighters. So I'm just gonna have to be on my A game really tonight and uh, pull it out of the bag. Yeah. The country will be watching, or the world will be watching tonight to see uh, the first show of Fight Camp. Like I said, mm. only 10 fighters on the bill tonight. Yeah. Um, five fights, so yeah, everyone's got kind of great fight written all over it. And your, your fight with Tennyson for the British is, is no different. Yeah, like um, it's like a Gatti Ward fight, really, isn't it? Um, that's why I think it's going to be like as well. I'm, I'm, I know I'm in for an odd night, but uh, I enjoy fights like that. Do you know what I mean? That's what I love about it. I love about this game. I love being in wars. I love being in tear-ups. It's just, uh, I just can't wait to, to get in there and get the gloves on and uh, test the first bit of leather sort of thing, yeah. Oh, well, only a few hours until I'm sure you head off to uh, the venue, which is literally about two minutes up the road. Yeah. So, um, best of luck tonight, Gavin. Thank you very uh, much. And uh, hopefully we'll grab a word of you after your fight with James Tennyson tonight, live on Sky Sports and also DAZN. So, yeah, everyone make sure you tune in. Thank you very much. Nice one, cool. Don't be shy, cause I the life won't bring you down too far. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Fight day, baby. We're in the bubble. We're in the bubble. We're off to fight camp. Absolutely. We're back. 147 days later. Mad, back isn't it? And ready to go. It's I know. Crazy, isn't it? Insane. I can't wait. So, just talk to me about the first day. Because hmm. I know you would have obviously been heavily involved in whatever talks were going on with Eddie to even put this, even think about putting this together. So what was the initial conversation? Well, there's some disputes around the whole fight camp thing. When lockdown, just before it started, around March 18th, I think it was, I was sitting in the office and I said, because I remember it vividly, I said, we should build an arena in the garden. And everyone was like, Eddie was on his phone, so I went, mm, like that. So, and then I think it was like late April, he sent a voice note to myself and Ross, and it was like, amazing idea I've just come up with. Garden, fight camp, shows, this, that, the other, bish, bash, bosh. And then we put all the plans together, and yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long journey. So, sorry, in summary to what you just said, basically. It was my idea. It was your <laughs> idea, but Eddie tried to take the credit for it. Well, it was, I'm not saying like I came up with, I said we'll build an arena in the garden, throwaway comment. Which is what you've done, yeah, basically. Yeah, but throwaway yeah. comment. Yeah. Just thinking, but he doesn't remember that, so we'll leave it. It was Hearn's idea. <laughs> if it goes well, it was his idea. If it goes terribly, it's it returns to me. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> it's his idea. Uh, but it's yeah, it's it's been good that you've well, Matcham has kept us updated with kind of from when it was, which wasn't that long ago. Basically, was just what it is of yeah, like yeah. the fields at at the HQ to what it's developed into today. I think everyone's 
you've been obviously here for the last three days. Um, Eddie's been here for like four or five days. So when you guys turn up later on and see kind of the end product, it, mm. it looks amazing. Yeah, you know, it does. It does. It's difficult as well. You know, like we put all these plans together, we do all these drawings, but until you actually get there and see it, you don't realise the scale of it. You know, seeing the canopy up, seeing all the stuff we've installed, all the ring walks, everything that's in there, you think, bloody hell, it's a bit bigger than we originally planned. But it's uh, it's going to be a special night. I don't really, I think, because we do so many shows these days, like every week, it's like show to show. I probably don't get excited enough about things, but this, I'm buzzing for. Everyone's second guessing mm. how much, just like on the expense tab, mm. this is cost to put yeah. together. And that's not really kind of including uh, the purses for fighters. I'm yeah. just talking about as a, you know, from start to finish, from everything that you've done. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming it's a small fortune. Well, these are a few grand, just in it, just this. Ask Rossi G. Rossi G is, M and Z Sarchi's Rossi G has really gone over the top with a brand. There's branding everywhere. Like go to the venue tonight, it's literally every wall, there is some logo somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's cost a small fortune, but we wanted to make a difference, it's what we do. We haven't got to this point of building shows, building the sport up, to come back and have no one watching. And you know, boxing really, truly is back in the UK tonight. A few hours away, so just kind of run everyone through. So everyone is now situated who's been quarantining. Obviously, everyone's been coming in at different days. Mm. But there are people tonight that will be at the show that will be in their own zone yep. that will just have come for the night. So, yeah. Yeah, so we've tested just under 100 people here uh, who have been in isolation. Various days they've come in, but they've all gone through the same process, arrived at the hotel, had their tests, sat in their room for between 12 to 16 hours, get their test results back, can then venture into the various shared areas, like, for example, here. At the show tonight, you've then got the TV production area, which is about 300 metres away from the main event space. That's completely separate. It's got its own access. No one will mingle between the two points. There's 40 people in there who are following certain health and safety and medical regulations that we put in place with Sky. And then you've probably got another 30 or 40 people who are working in the event space, but within a separate area. So just outside of the sort of testing zones. So you'll see it tonight when you get there, there's barriers everywhere, which separates everyone from the two bits. So we roughly got about 160, 170 people in total across production, fighters. Now we normally have three, 350 people at a show. So we cut it down hugely. Um, but when you see the work that's gone in, the people, it's probably taken two to 300 people to get it to where it is now in terms of production staff when you see the setup. So it's a big job, um, but you know, we've, uh, we've followed all of the precautions, all of the protocol we put in place, so exciting. I'm assuming as the weeks go on, um, obviously changes will be made. This is kind of a, almost like a test week for fight camp, isn't it? So yeah. whatever did work this week and doesn't work, I'm not talk talking in terms of safety, that's just gonna run all the way through, but there are gonna be little tweaks here and there. Yeah, like no, obviously none of us have ever been through anything like this, so we don't know how to deal with it. So we've put a lot of plans in place, and as you say, now we're gonna improve things, we're gonna improve stuff for the fighters on site at the hotel, at the show itself, you know, everything's in place now, maybe for the pay-per-view weekend, we'll add a few extra bits in in terms of production. But yeah, we're learning as the weeks go on, you know, and we've learned things this week. We sat down, everyone who comes in next week will have an even better experience. Not that this week hasn't been, but we're just gonna keep adding things to it. So yeah, lots of learning and uh, looking forward to the next few weeks as well. Interesting moment on Sky Sports yesterday involving Eddie Hearn. 
Okay. Which was not a setup. No, it wasn't. He, he actually, he actually did that by accident. Did you see it? his face was hilarious? The thing is, I also because I always worry about you know doing on camera doing something wrong. Now I can always go back to that and go, look, you did this. Like, don't judge me. I like the kind of uh, explanation he gave today that you know Sky Sports, you know, it's very like, corporate look and it wasn't great. And he's was like. I was like, do you know how many times you swear in an IFL TV interview? And he was like... Does he yeah. swear a lot? I think he does. And if I say... Because I swear a lot, but mm. not in the interviews, but in general I swear a lot. But he swears a hell of a lot. But he's obviously maybe more comfortable to sit in front he's of... He's done about three or four million views so far. On uh, Twitter, yeah. It was put out, clipped out on yeah. Twitter and done great numbers. And he was mm. trending all day yesterday. I looked, I was like, oh, what's he done now? No, he's a. Uh, he's that's what he's known for. He's a meme now, isn't he? Not boxing pro, right. a walking, talking meme. Um, yeah, it's crazy to think that in three weeks' time, this you've got a pay-per-view event here. Katie, Katie Taylor, Taylor Delphine, Delphine Bassoon, the rematch everyone wants. Gillian White, Alexander Povetkin. Let me just pan up so people can see what yeah, you're we're actually talking about. A few things: Clay Congo, Bacoli. So uh, yeah, it's exciting. Bacoli. Yeah, Bacoli, sorry. It's exciting to do a uh, to do this. Who would have thought you'd see a pay-per-view show in the garden, in someone's back garden? Mm. It's insane. But, you know, the the whole thing building up to that as well, like these the full three weeks, building the fight camp story, you know, there's so much momentum and hype in this. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great four weeks. And I, like I say, I don't get overly excited about much anymore, but this I'm excited about. Because it's new and it's different. It's something different, yeah, and it's a challenge as well. It's a test for us to do. You know, we we know what we're good at, but for us to come and do this, it's, it's something brand new. Didn't AJ say that when he came here last? Uh, he said he'd fight. Yeah, he said I'll do that. Yeah. It's it's interesting. We're gonna. Look, I don't know how feasible that would actually be. I'd like to look at keeping fight camp for a little bit longer mm. if we can, subject to how the next few weeks go in terms of weather and things like that and you know, working with the council. I'd like to look at keeping it, if we can. I think the, because obviously everything's going to be taken down after fight camp, yeah, it's yeah. just that it's not somewhere that's going to be, this is almost like a, a mirror of Saudi, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the way yeah. it's been done. Yeah. And I saw, I think Eddie did an interview with you or it was maybe somewhere that he said, you know, we'll look at doing this next year as well. Mm. So you know, it, it's something that we can, the, this is now a brand in its own right, the matchroom fight camp. Thing. So we can we can keep using it and uh, yeah take it all around the place. Maybe we look at new new sites for it, mm. and you know who knows with crowds whether that's going to be September, October, November. Obviously it was a it was a shame with Boris's announcement yesterday, but obviously that's for the good of the health of the country. So, um, but you know we've got to wait and see what happens on that front as well. So I'm sure we'll look at see how the next few weeks go, as I say, and then maybe we will look at trying to keep it up if we can. Okay, Frank, just a little quick catch-up before uh, it all kicks into gear later. I think everyone's looking forward to it. Everyone will be eagerly tuning in at home as well. Yeah, can't Sky wait. Sky Sports and The Zone. 7pm live on Sky Sports, The Zone, 2pm Eastern Time. Don't miss it. Coogan, thank you for coming down and your support as always. Always. Grateful always. to be here. There's only two lovely, media here. He's got a lovely vest on. Always. It was, it was, we got Coogan and Riath and uh, Coogan. Great to have you, mate. Just so people actually we can actually clarify this as you're talking. So, uh, 
you were allowed two media. Two yeah. media, yeah. So I know there's a lot of people online going, oh, how comes blah, 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 but this was the... Yeah, two media, and what we did, we put 100 names in a hat, and Coogan's came out. Yeah. Hmm. I came out twice, actually, so... He, he did. He did, yeah. and then Coogan said, I'll give my other slot to Rieth. Yeah. So... Yeah, you can, you can take from that what you will. But, bubble troubles back. Bubble trouble. I'll be featured in the we'll fourth, featured fourth, in the fourth season. Just, yeah. And we're and we're working we on could a work special. A deal out. We're working on a special guest for Bubble Trouble in the fourth week as well. Really? Yeah. What? How special? Just someone a bit different. Boxing special or no, just someone outside the yeah, outside I think that's the a great box. Idea. You like it? Yeah, I like that. Bubble Trouble, as bad as like as bad as the logo was, it's actually quite a laugh. Yeah, actually, you should keep the logo because yeah, that's what makes it, it good. Well done, Ross Garrity. Well done, Ross. Yeah, but tune in tonight. Fight camp, we're back, boxing's back, don't miss it. Frank Smith, thank you very much, best of luck.